D-Day is the most crucial battle of World War II for size, complexity, and importance. It was the largest amphibious invasion in history. Ten Allied nations had troops in the fight. 160,000 troops landed in Normandy on June 6, 1944. 73,000 Americans, 62,000 British, and 21,000 Canadians. 24,000 American, British, and Canadian paratroopers dropped behind the lines the night before the invasion. American soldiers smoked 20 million cigarettes a day. Eisenhower smoked 80 a day. 104 American gliders landed behind enemy lines. The Allies had 11,590 aircraft in the sky during D-Day. The Germans had six. 180,000 German troops were in France, with a great majority in Pas-de-Calais. The Germans thought the Allies would attack Pas-de-Calais, 21 miles from England, but the Allies attacked at Normandy, 90 miles away. Ships totaled 6,939, ranging in size from the dead-knot battleship USS Texas, 573 feet long, to the Higgins boat at 36 feet long. 500 U.S. soldiers died at Omaha Beach. Total Allied fatalities on June 6th were 2,500. 37,000 Allied soldiers would die in the two-month Normandy campaign to follow. Sea rations came in round cans. The soldiers preferred flat rectangular cans, but there was not enough machinery in the U.S. to produce flat cans. German e-boats killed 700 American troops in April 1944, practicing a landing at Slapton Sands. Hitler noticed the similarity between Normandy beaches and Slapton Sands, and he ordered more troops to Normandy. Hitler thought he could stop the Allies at the beach. Stalin wasn't sure the Allies would ever invade. The impact of the Normandy invasion on the war boils down to geography. When Allied planning began in 1943, German and Japanese progress had stalled. The German advance in Russia ground to a halt outside Moscow. German forces surrendered at Stalingrad, and their tank tactics failed at Kursk. The Marines stopped the Japanese advance and started island hopping in the Pacific on their way to the islands of Japan. Churchill called the time. This is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end, but it is, perhaps, the end of the beginning. As with Japan in the Pacific, there were thousands of miles between Germany's enemies and the homeland. Allied forces were in Italy, but Rome is a thousand miles from Berlin. The Russians were advancing, but still 1,200 miles from Berlin. More importantly, they were 1,600 miles from the industrial heart of Germany, the Rhine-Ruhr district. Without the industrial capacity of the Rhine-Ruhr, the German army and air force would not have the weapons to fight. The war would be over. The southeastern tip of England is less than 300 miles from the Rhine-Ruhr district. The shortest path to victory lay through France, and Hitler knew it. In a November 1943 Führer directive, he wrote, But now a greater danger appears in the west, an Anglo-Saxon landing. In the east, the vast extent of the territory makes it possible for us to lose ground, even on a large scale, without a fatal blow being dealt to the nervous system of Germany. It is very different in the West. Everything indicates that the enemy will launch an attack against the Western Front, 
in the spring. I can therefore no longer take responsibility for further weakening the West, for it is here that the enemy must and will attack, that the decisive battle against the landing forces will be fought. The shift to the West was, in Hitler's mind, only temporary. He told his commanders, the destruction of the enemy's landing attempt means more than a purely local decision on the Western Front. It is the sole decisive factor on the whole conduct of the war, and hence in its final result. Once defeated, the enemy will never again try to invade, and invasion failure would also deliver a crushing blow to British and American morale. With the defeat of the invasion, Hitler would turn his forces back on the Russians, saying, so the whole outcome of the war depends on each man fighting in the West, and that means the fate of the Reich as well.